What are your senses? Turn, kneel. Hello and welcome to the Movie Buff Podcast, episode 9. My name is Mark from Movie Buff and joining me is Matt, content creator and film critic for the site as well. Hi Matt. Sweep the leg. <laughs> I see we're starting uh, We're starting already. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, this month we have, you know, Matt with us again and we're back to our normal reviews after finishing up Man Movie May. We reviewed a ton of action and tough guy and some tough girl movies. I had a lot of fun doing it, um, but to kick this month off, we're doing our, I guess, Matt, we decided that there's no real theme, but we're doing just summer movies all summer, kind of, right? Exactly, and uh, yeah, the movie we got picked for tonight actually came out on June 22nd, I believe I read, 1984, so almost exactly 36 years ago. Really, and I believe that... Um, the movie you're referring to, The Karate Kid, was also one of our past man movie mates. Yep, I reviewed it in 2017, which is really hard to believe that that was three years ago. But Wow. Three years, three years ago. Um, three years ago. I was a little boy. I was yeah. a little, little boy. <laughs> oh. barely, out of, barely out of elementary school. Really? Now, all grown up. Oh, wow. What's happened? I mean, I know this year's been, year's been tough, but wow. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, before we get started with the, the, the discussion of the film, I just wanted to ask Matt, what are some of your, you know, I don't know how many we have to need, need to mention, but what are, your, what are some of your favorite summer films? Summer films of all time? Oh, yeah, my gosh. Of all time. Um, Definitely Jurassic Park. I know it's a summer movie. I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, it's tough because sometimes I don't know what is specifically something that came out in the summer, you know? Um, yeah. I know Jurassic Park did. I know Karate Kid did. And those are two of my favorites. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, it's, it's a hard question. I was definitely going to say, <laughs> I think Jurassic Park was one of my most... Um, anticipated movies of all time. You know, I read the book when I was in ninth grade and just could not wait for that to come out. Yeah, I actually saw that in the theater with my mom, which was just kind of a weird memory that, you know, we didn't go to a ton of movies, and I remember me and her going to see that movie when it came out. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm assuming this is a summer movie. I got to have some love for for, um, Independence Day. I I have the uh, funny story that I've only (laughs) seen Independence Day twice in my life and yeah. both times were at the theater in the same day i went with a group of friends to see it for wow. the matinee and then that night i went with a different group of friends to see it and i haven't seen it since then so wow i think <laughs> i reviewed it a couple of years ago it's a, it's a fun movie <laughs> something that i should probably i should watch that again it's yeah i never saw the sequel never wanted to i probably should see that Eh, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, you're right. Like. <laughs> I've actually, speaking of Will Smith summary kind of movies, I've never seen Men in Black, and I know that's like oh. a big summer movie. It, yeah, I mean, it's. I didn't know. I didn't know when it came out. The first one was was good. The the one that came out with Laughing last year was the. It wasn't with him though. I mean, it was with uh, with Mr. Thor Hemsworth. Oh jeez! Um, but it was it was fun. They're, they're still they're still trying. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good movie. Will Smith is fun, you know. Why not? Um, all right. Well, let's get this thing started if you want. I mean, so like I'll just do the, the quick you know primer. The Karate Kid was released in 1984. Still stars Ralph Macchio's 
Ralph Macchio, sorry, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shu, William Zabka, Martin Cove, um, who was also in a uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two. Uh, he uh, he plays the crease, the, the the evil evil dojo coach here, you know. Um, uh, and Randy Heller, who played um, um, Daniel's mother and and more. The film is about you know mother and son move from New Jersey to California for Daniel's mother to start a new prosperous job. You know, initially works out well until Daniel comes at odds, falling for the beautiful girl that is the ex of the school bully, which was Abka, um, who is also a member of the Karate Dojo that practices no mercy. <laughs> a couple, of, you know, I said a couple of beatings later, and Daniel's ready to pack it back to New Jersey until he meets Miyagi, who, of course, helps teach him how to defend himself and a lot more. So, um, I don't know. Do you want to start off? Like, what? What do you feel about this movie, Matt? What are your What are your initial thoughts? I mean, I, I love the movie. Um, yeah. It's funny because I watched it last night. You know, it was the first time I'd seen it, probably since I reviewed it a couple years ago. So it was, you know, a little fresh. And yeah, I was, you know, just reminded of how awful the acting is, how how bad the writing is, how <laughs> bad the editing is, and it doesn't matter because it's such a fun movie. Um, it just it flows really well start finish it's it's just so great it's a staple of like 80s movies and it's a staple of that kind of genre of you know the the kid with the the, the mentor you know or the coach kind of thing and then the, the fighting theme and it's been done a million times but that's that's the best one you know yeah i don't know if it's the best you know it's definitely one of the best ones it's like it, it's impossible to not like another man movie and i watched these both re- recently um Bloodsport. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have not. Is it Van Damme? It is Van, it was Van Damme's first American role, I believe. Um, but it's like it's clearly like it's you know in that movie he's he's trained by some I believe he's a Japanese guy that lost his son to you know he wants to and so he trains him instead in his footsteps to go train in some tournament and it's got that aspect. It's got the the um, less than scrupulous villain that will take advantage of injuries to win. It's clearly drawing inspiration from the Karate Kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many things have you know kind of copied it. Um, even remakes of the Karate Kid. I know there was one a few years ago, or maybe ten years ago, with, yeah. with uh, Will Smith's son. And I saw that, and I didn't hate it, but yeah. you know, it's not the same. Um, and there were sequels to this movie, too, Karate Kid 2, which is actually not terrible. Yeah, I never saw um, it. I never wanted yeah. to. I probably should. It's not, it's it's an okay movie. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll hit that up for next man movie, man. Um, yeah. But then the third one is really stupid. And, yeah. And there's a fourth one when with, uh, I think, Hilary Swank, which was also pretty stupid. But That was the next Karate Kid, I believe. Um, I saw that a long time ago. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it, but... Uh, I don't know, the first one, though, it just, it's just such a good movie. I mean, it's got, you know, I, I love the relationship between Daniel and his mother. I mean, it's yeah. it's genuine, and it's this, you know, you can actually believe that this is this single mom and her son, and they have only had each other for, you know, for so long, and they pick up and move, and it's a little kind of ridiculous that she would pick up and move across the country with him being, like, entering his senior year of high school. But Was he that, you know, hold on, was he that old? I didn't get the impression he was a senior. Um, he is only, you know this because at the beginning of 
Karate Kid 2 that takes place right afterwards, and like a month or so later, he's coming home from the prom. Oh, really? Yeah, so okay. I don't know if it actually says, yeah, thinking about it, I guess they never actually say that he is. Um, I know Ralph Macchio was like in his 20s when he was playing the role, but well, yeah. I guess they, they never really specifically say he's a senior, but yeah, he's okay. To be like that's, in, that, that's interesting to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, you can nitpick that stuff. Like his mom moves from New Jersey to California because she couldn't find um, a good enough, you know, career opportunity in a restaurant. Um, she yeah. was within driving distance to Manhattan, probably. But <laughs> you know, it's like uh, whatever. You don't need to to really nitpick that too much. I mean, honestly, I think that the uh, the writing is is great, especially the, uh, the the care given to the relationship between you know you said Daniel and his mother and Daniel and Miyagi. And Miyagi is is fleshed out pretty well. Miyagi is a great character. Oh. He's so so deep and you know there's just everything about him i mean you kind of know right from the beginning he's mysterious and yeah he's you know he's then you you see how he kind of takes a liking to daniel and you learn later on that his his wife uh you know had died in in childbirth many years ago so he never had a son and you know so daniel's like his son to him and it's like really touching you know the scene when he when it's daniel's birthday and he gives him the car it's like oh my gosh you know it's it's tear jerking you're like oh these just they love each other they're just they have such a good bond and yeah um i mean that part was i i i'd actually have to look that up because like a lot of these movies um like in in jaws for instance um you know the the scene where they're singing below deck and he tells that story of the the um, the Indianapolis sinking or whatever. No, I was saying um, you've seen the the scene in Jaws where they're like talking below deck and and um, you know Robert Shaw is talking about his time as a soldier and sinking in the water there. Yeah, yeah, like that part I guess was added after the fact, kind of to you know um, probably buffer a movie and give it more depth than it had initially intended. And I wonder if the scene between Miyagi and and Daniel was that same way with the, you know, him talking, being drunk, and talking about the first American-born Miyagi, and it's so sad and and wonderful. And even though he's being drunk, it's like he he has such control, and he gives himself one day a, a year to just lose control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's a really good point. That's like he does. That's his ritual every year on the anniversary of that, that just day. Drink a he, lot of whiskey. <laughs> Start singing and pass out. Yeah. Only this time, Daniel was there to put him in bed. Yeah, I mean that that whole part was was great, and it was that's um, the the thing I read that was interesting about this is um, I think I looked up um, just out of curiosity, um, looked up Ralph Macchio from the Karate Kid, um, and that yellow that yellow car. Which was a forty-seven Ford, I, built, I, I guess. Um, mm. And it says Macho owns the forty-seven Ford, um, and for three decades, and he was given to that on set. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and he's kept it all this time. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, so that's like you know these things are really interesting. How like I know these actors make a lot of money, but they uh, they formulate what's going to work with them, anyways. And then we have uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Um, but I will ask you this because you were you were talking a minute ago about the editing. I don't think that like 
you know, the type of movie viewer that I am, I'm not one to really nitpick editing. Like, you you actually notice the editing enough to, to have it bother you? Well, it doesn't bother me. It's just you have to recognize that I've seen the movie, like, five million times, so I notice certain things. So there's certain parts during the fight scene at the end where they're at the tournament that sort of don't make sense where, you know, he knocks a certain character out and then it shows the person, you know, it's, it's not something that like, if you're watching it, (laughs) you know, casually you can see, but if you've, you know, if you've committed it to memory and then it's like, Oh man, this really annoys me when this happens. But, um, okay. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's, it's nitpicky. Um, I don't know. There's a couple other things like when he leaves, uh, Miyagi's house with the car, you know, the night of the birthday, he has some, some weird thing where he's like, Oh, I was supposed to go meet my mom. It was a surprise, which I don't really understand what he's saying, but then he gets the car and then it shows him going to pick up Allie. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What happened to the mother? I thought, you know, see, yeah, I just don't pay attention. I don't catch these things as much. Normal people wouldn't notice it. It's just, if you've (laughs) seen it so many times, you you kind of know, like, yeah, yeah, this drives me up the wall when this happens. But, oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's really funny. I probably had developed that, that sense more. I I don't think you saw, but I recently watched, uh, or last six months, that movie, the lighthouse that, you know, we reviewed. I really want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's really all over the place. And, you know, the person I watched it was like, oh, I couldn't stand the editing. And I'm like, I never, I wouldn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> I get so lost in the movies usually. But I, <laughs> um, it's it's a trip. Um, you, you let me know what you think of it. <laughs> I'll definitely see that one. It's artsy. So we know how, you know. <laughs> Automatically got two strikes. All right, I guess. Oh, <laughs> snap. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so anyways, I mean, like, but honestly, I think this is, I don't know if it was just the 80s or what it was, but you take this movie that was just very, um, could be a straightforward plot, and it just it just becomes about, you know, something more. Like, I, I love that, that um, you know, Pat Morita's character is wise and sage, but sometimes they do these subtle things to like dumb him down, um, to almost make fun of that idea of the wise sage karate master. Yeah. <laughs> like what did he, what, I'm trying to think of one of the, one of the, one of the things he said where he's, um, like when Daniel, uh, at the beginning when he, he asks him to teach him karate and he, and he's, he agrees and he goes, uh, you know, what kind of belt are you? Black belt and, De- and uh, Miyagi goes no canvas oh, that- three ninety nine at J C Penney. It doesn't even occur. That was that part's hysterical. Or when when he when when Daniel gets mad at him for for getting him signing up for the karate tournament, and he just goes, "I, I save you three months of beating," you know. <laughs> <laughs> or, he's like, "I'm going to get killed." And he goes, "You can get killed anyway." <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's at, I think my favorite one we there at the beach and the. And the hicks there start trouble with him. Yeah. yeah. And then he's just like, he chops the bottom of the berry. He's like, how'd you do that? Don't know. First time. <laughs> he has, speaking of Karate Kid Part 2, yeah. ha- now, I, now I have to watch and review that because I haven't seen that in a long time. But there's a, there's a part where it shows the, the enemy guy breaking uh, like a huge log in a picture. And Daniel goes, can you do that? And he goes, don't know. Never been attacked by a tree. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. It's, it is. It's like it, all these things are so interesting. Like, I, and you know, just to, to harken back to the um, 
what I mentioned earlier, Bloodsport, like the, the, the main villain's character there, his name, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, is Bolo Jung. And um, he's the villain, but I was told by my, one of my friends that he does all the choreography for the fight scenes, and he's a really good martial artist. Oh, I think that's the guy from um, Enter the Dragon. Oh, is the it? The name Bolo sounds really familiar. Okay. But it's got it's got that same historical thing where Van Damme, you know, hits a stack of bricks and manages only to break the one on the bottom because he's so talented, you know. Um, yeah. And then, and then Bolo Jung goes, very good, but brick no hit back. <laughs> Typical, like, never, never fought tree or... <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Like when they're in the tournament at, at the end and uh, they're walking through and Daniel's like, why is that guy kneeling? And he's, Miyagi goes, I don't know. And then he asks something else and he goes, I don't know. And he's like, I thought you, you knew how to fight. You told me you fought before. How do you know all this stuff? And he goes, I fought for life, not for points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that's the funny thing. I mean, that's why it's like, it's this movie's, this movie's so great. Like when he intervenes to, to help Daniel, um, he doesn't want to help him unless he's, you know, tells him the right thing and he doesn't, he doesn't want to learn it for any kind of malicious intent. Yeah. And so, you know, and then you watch the whole, the whole training thing, um, you know, where he's doing the, the infamous, you know, the wax on wax off all that that stuff, which is awesome how he's, you know, he's, he's building up his muscles because Daniel is, you know, he's, not to make fun of him, but he's it's like strong. he's a mama's boy. I mean, yeah. he's been, you know, he's never had that sort of strong figure in his life that can kind of make him, you know, stop whining, go out and, you know, say in the deck, <laughs> go out and wax and paint the house or whatever. Show me paint the house. Show me. <laughs> I love that's that's a multiple times rewind no, that, scene for me. Yeah, yeah I love he, that scene when he does that. I love how at the beginning he's, you know, show me you stand on the floor and Daniel gets down on the, you know, on the actual yeah. floor and he's like, hey. You know, and he yells at him, and he gets up, and he's kind of just sort of, you know, goofily doing it, and he's, like, grabbing his wrists, you know, lock the wrists, look, look, look eyes, you know, always lock yeah. eyes with your enemy, and then he goes through, and he starts, like, attacking him, and he's just doing it with muscle memory, and, oh, it's such yeah. a good scene. Because that's what he was teaching him, his muscle memory, and that's why it was so interesting, and, and how hard, like, Miyagi's trying to hit him, and just, like, you see him be ferocious for once and it was it's just great <laughs> yeah yeah definitely there's so many like I, I just watching it thought of how many like individual scenes are really iconic scenes that you you know you remember um definitely the the scene when uh johnny and and the gang are chasing him when they have the skeleton costumes on i love that scene i mean that's so cool the way it's shot and you know they go running out of the out of the school and like the music that's playing at the dance kind of slowly fades out, and yeah. it's just Jan- Daniel running, and you see the shadow of the the guys with the the costumes chasing him, and all of a sudden they just appear behind him, and oh, it's it's a really good scene. Yeah, and then uh, definitely the scene at the end is great. The the tournament scene. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I think that's the worst is like you know when when they when they when they just take turns holding him and beating him up, and Miyagi finally has to intervene it's just like you see how brutal these these people really are you know it's like you want to be a karate person he pushes them down the hill on a dirt bike i'm like you could have just killed them yeah that that scene is actually that's attempted murder that's uh, yeah, johnny not, goes to prison there's no sociopathy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that scene always yeah that scene always kind of kind of gets you like um uh that's a little bit far for a bully uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
it's just like you know, but it's just got so much. I love the the just how the Miyagi, you know, you really don't get like it's like that's why I've been like ambivalent to watch like the the other ones. It's just like you know, you'll probably learn more about Miyagi, but I don't I don't want to know more about Miyagi. <laughs> it's just, he's cool. You learn yeah, you learn a lot about him in the second one because it's it's heavily focused on him. And, uh, you know, they actually end up going back to Okinawa. And- yeah. I know it takes place in Japan, and I know it's like Daniel falls for some, you know, uh, Japanese girl. Then I'm like, but what happened to Liz's shoe? They were meant to be. Nope. He's not with her anymore. <laughs> but then you also get the great Peter Cetera song. Oh, so yeah. it's, Glory yeah. of Love. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Although the, the best around is one of the finest songs I've ever heard. Which one's that now? At, no, at the end of, at the uh, the montage song they're playing at the end of part one. Oh, oh the Joe Esposito song, yes. yeah. That's some bad Bananarama playing like throughout the soundtrack's great because it's all eighties music, <laughs> so it's just music and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, you know, I was like, it was funny because I was watching and thinking, um, you know, I love eighties movies and it's like I love nineties movies and stuff, but that movie could not have happened at any other time. You know, it wouldn't have even worked if it was 1994. It would have been too corny. It's just, it's perfect because of the era that it comes from. Yeah. That, that's why it's like, it's like, I mean, I, I, I would, I will watch it, you know, sometime, but the one with, with, um, you know, Will Smith's son, um, and, uh, and Jackie Chan, it's like Jackie Chan has too much of a, a cool following by that point. He's like, been in Rush Hour and Rumble in the Bronx and all these crazy, you know, martial arts films. Where it's like here, Miyagi is like I didn't know anything about him. He's just this he, old dude, yeah. you know. He's he was in uh, Happy Days. That's the only thing. I what? Think he really? really? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that owns the uh, the restaurant that they eat at. That's cool. <laughs> That's great. Um, it's like he just comes out of nowhere and like what he does is like you know because it, it's more than just him training Daniel for the sake of a plot point. Like they actually, he's like such a heart of the movie. Um, totally. yeah, I just, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's wonderful. I, I mean, I even love the, the end where he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to fix Daniel's leg. Cause he thinks he's proved his point enough, but then he understands when Daniel explains it to him and fixes his leg, you know? Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, and uh, I love it. that's 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 such a great moment too. You know, that's the only thing that I didn't like. I don't love about the ending. I know we were talking about last week. It's just yeah. when Johnny hands him the trophy. I always think, you know, come on, do they have to show that? I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be that they're kids, but you know, still, yeah. he's been a jerk the entire time. He's been, <laughs> he's been a real jerk. I mean, it's not even just being a jerk. I mean, he's he's kind of like he's a typical rich, spoiled kid. You know, gets kicked out of the girl's life, and uh, he won't he won't let go. He's being he's being a a stalker basically. <laughs> but um, that she, I don't know. But I, I just I think the point they were hammering home is was what was the other kid's name the the kid with the hair that kind of hung hung in his eyes that that like took Daniel out. That is Bobby Brown. Actually, his name is, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it, and it just shows you how how completely evil Martin Cove's character is. Where he, yeah, he's sure. the one that that made them do that. And at the end, you know, even Daniel, I'm sorry, even Johnny didn't want to didn't want to sweep the leg. It, like he was really Cove being 
pulling the strings. Oh, yeah. Like, when, when it shows uh, Daniel being kind of carted out after they hurt him, and it cuts over to the Cobra Kai, and you see Crease uh, standing there, like, clapping, and it shows Johnny and, like, the other gang members, and they're just, like, looking at him like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they just realized how evil their master really was. Um, I don't know, but Crease is in, in part two and three, I believe. He's definitely in part two, and I think he's like the main one of the main characters in part three. He's got kind of a minor thing in part two again. Okay. Um, and, and and that's why I love that part where uh, what did what did Chris say uh, to Miyagi when he went to the dojo? Um, something about um, a a fight or whatever. And I don't know I don't know what Chris said, but Miyagi responds like. You know, one on one fight, okay, seven to one, no one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's bothering you. The odds. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is really only, he only gets like that one scene with Miyagi where they're talking, and it's a really good scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he asks him to, he's like, I want you to, one more thing. He's like, you know, I'm asking that you leave, uh, leave Daniel alone so he can train for the tournament. And Chris goes, You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? <laughs> but I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find. The, oh, here, here it goes. What's, what's, the, what's the matter? The boy can't take care of his own problems. One to one problem, yes. Five to one problem. Too much. Ask anyone. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely, um, absolutely great. <laughs> yes, and so the five to one comes from the entire gang. Which, yeah, it's Johnny, and then there's a couple of guys that are. That sort of stand out. Like I always thought, Dutch was one of the, the coolest ones. He's the guy with um, he has like that jet blonde hair and those dark eyes. He picks the fight with Daniel right before the the tournament starts. He shows up in the locker room, but he just looks evil. And uh, yeah, he's played by Chad McQueen, who's actually Steve McQueen's son. I was wondering about that when I looked up the cast. Yeah, I saw I saw uh, Chad McQueen in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't. Bobby Brown is the kid that injures him. And then okay. uh, Tommy, I actually just saw this last night. It was kind of sad, but the actor passed away just a few months ago. He had cancer. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, that was kind of sad because he, you know, he's just one of the goons, but he's got one of the best lines in the history of movies What's in that? terms of insulting when uh, Daniel walks away at one point and he yells out, must be take a worm for a walk week. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous, only 1984 kind of line possible, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, like, see, I didn't, I gotta, so I gotta go through, I gotta watch two part two now also. Cause so, so, you know, William Zabka is in part two, Johnny, is that right? They're only, yeah, they're only like part two starts out at the end, right after where part one ends. Yeah. So for like the first five minutes of it, it's them, and then they're never in it really again. Okay. But it's like he, I've always, like I didn't get into watching it. Um, and I don't know if I should that the 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 Cobra Kai TV series they came out with. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I know yeah. that might be something I should check out with Machio, <laughs> and I believe that Zabka's character or Johnny, whatever, was in charge of the new. Cobra Kai or whatever, um, and Daniel has like a wife and kids. He runs a car dealership and has to go back and fight him. Like it's just so ridiculous. Thing. Oh jeez! Yeah, but but he's William Zabka is also in one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to School. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's 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 kind of the I won't use the word bully, but he's the the with the kind of quasi villain 
that is getting in the way of the Roddy Dangerfield's son's love interest. And that's oh, nice. too. So I'm like, this guy just can't get a good role. He's like, I'm playing a good guy. He's always this evil dude. <laughs> Typecast, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, all these people, none of them really ever amounted to much outside of these movies. You know, even Ralph Macchio, I mean, I was looking at his, his IMDb thing, and he hasn't done a lot. You know, he's kind of... Kind of yeah. just still cashing it in. But I know he goes to, like, all the Mets games. He's, like, a season ticket holder. He seems like a cool guy who you'd want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. I mean, Martin Martin Cove had had a lot of success in the 80s doing various things. Um, yeah, Ralph Macchio was in My Cousin Vinny, but very small role. It was yeah. kind of pointless, his inclusion in the whole thing. <laughs> uh, um, and obviously Elizabeth Shue went on to do good movies. Yeah, she's she's a popular 80s actress. Yeah, well, I mean, popular, but she also won, let me see. I mean, I like I liked their um, their relationship, honestly. But she, uh, I thought it was cute, but she, yeah, she got nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in her lead role for Leaving Las Vegas with, with Nicolas Cage, who actually won Best Actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I know Nick Cage, don't think of winning Best Actor, but that movie is amazing, actually. I know her from Adventures in Babysitting, which I really like. Um, oh, and she's man. also in Back to the Future. <laughs> she takes over after whoever the girlfriend was in the first oh, one. Oh, really? Did she? It. I didn't know that. Yeah, in the first movie, Marty's girlfriend is somebody that I don't know. Um, yeah. And then for part two and three, they just swap actresses because I guess the original girl couldn't do it. So Elizabeth Shue becomes the, the girlfriend. Well, that's too bad because I thought the first girl was great. She was great, yeah. Yeah. And she's actually a star in CSI, apparently. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at her page right now. Very nice. <laughs> apparently, I'm just reading that apparently Elizabeth Shue's been married to... Some guy named Phyllis Guggenheim, Philip Philip Davis Guggenheim, for since 1994. So, oh wow, must be a relative of Benjamin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure he's cashing in on all no, of that. No, he was in, he was in, he's in 24. <laughs> Phil Guggenheim, David Davis Guggenheim, his name is. Huh. Wonder who he was in 24. Um, I'm trying to look that up right now. <laughs> this, this is this is where you. Uh, oh, he he. The rabbit hole you you get you get pulled down. Oh, uh, he directed two episodes of of season one. That's all. Oh, all right. okay. <laughs> Darn. Darn. Yeah. I, was hoping, I was hoping it was somebody that Jack killed or something. You know. Austin <laughs> Damn it, Chloe. All right, no, back to back to credit. That's so, it, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought I thought they did a good job with Louis Shoe's character. She was she was just a sweet thing, and it's like the typical. Dating the guy from, you know, just the way his par- her parents cringe when he says he's from Reseda. <laughs> like, oh, I know. That scene is so awful. <laughs> the mom is sitting there in that junk heap car, and, you know, she rolls down the window. Hi. <laughs> yeah. And she clearly doesn't judge that. And it's, you know, not, not, not that the movie is really about, about you know, um, different classes too much, you know. Johnny, um, maybe a little, yeah, because you know, I mean, Johnny, and like you said, the whole, that, he's definitely rich. You know, they're at a country club. Daniel's yeah. clearly the opposite of it. Miyagi's also not, you know, well, not Miyagi, he's, an he's got a nice house though, and 
the shack at the apartment complex. Like, why does he fix stuff at the apartment complex? Does he get nothing else to do? Like, yeah, right. It's like yeah, he does live a little more than you'd think that a handyman would live. But uh. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and uh, but yeah, the, the, so the way that they uh, they paint, they paint that, you know, like her. The, I guess the writing for that is so bad. Like when when her father is is it when are you and What's going on with you and um? What what's Johnny's? Does Johnny have a last name in this movie? Um, Lawrence. I don't think so. No, is it Lawrence? Johnny. Oh yeah, Johnny yeah. Lawrence. Duh. Yeah. yeah, the father says something like, um, you know, when are you two lovebirds getting better? So, yeah, it's something yeah. really Clear, weird. Clearly, like, just because he's ruining that bad tweed suit and that ridiculous hairdo. <laughs> he's such a, an eighties yuppie, like totally. <laughs> yeah, the dad is completely clueless as what his daughter might want. Just wants her to marry into money or whatever. Date yeah. into money. It's that boy from Rosita, like. <laughs> one, one of the other, speaking of the bad writing, that like kind of gets me every time I watch it. At the beginning, when um, they first move into the apartment building, and Daniel walks into the house, and he goes to his mom. He goes, "Oh, I got invited to a party uh, tomorrow," and the mom goes, "See, that's great. I told you you'd make friends." And he goes, "You know, once you told me you'd help me unpack, or I needed to help you unpack." You know, the mom's like, "I didn't. I don't remember anything about that," and it's like. This really touching scene, but then I'm thinking, he he's been separated from you for 60 seconds, and he goes, "I just got invited to a party," and your response isn't what? Like she's like, "Oh, see, that's great." It's like, what? When well, did you get invited maybe to a party? that's the, like, maybe that's just the 80s. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, you were gone for less than a minute. Like, who invited you to a party? The old lady? Like, there's. No- <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, 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 you know the. I, I like how much they gave. I, they, they gave. They gave the mom and and them and them fighting. And the fights are. It's not just him being a brat. I mean, he was. He was being like really injured. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like when he's going to school the next day. Well, that was another thing that I thought was funny is how fast his life like flips. It's like okay, they move out here. So that is you know he goes from being at the top in New Jersey to being you know at the bottom. He doesn't want to be there. Within 24 hours, he meets the kid in the apartment building, gets invited to a party, goes to the party, seemingly has new friends, is hitting it off with a cute girl, then gets the crap beaten out of him, then the very next day is the first day of school. And it's um, this whole thing happened in 36 hours, you know? Well, <laughs> is it the first day of school or was it just they moved out on the weekend and he had to go to school on Monday? I don't know. Does it really distinguish that? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Cause the, the kid that invites him to the party says, we're having a, a party tomorrow. It's an audio summer party. Oh, okay. So obviously that's what he's, you know, he means. And I guess, I guess when you're talking about bad writing, also, like, the friend, the couple friends that he meets at the beach there, you know... Those- yeah, just to be completely like a you know a, a goody two shoes. It's like he, you know, Johnny is harassing her, breaks her radio, is forcing himself on her almost sexually without her consent, and Daniel stands up for her. <laughs> and, yeah, and his two and friends are like, "Where'd you back. Where'd you find this guy from?" Yeah, like, no, that, I hate that when they <laughs> they so quickly they go from. Oh, you know, this is our new friend. Maybe you could teach me karate, and yeah, and then it's where'd you find this loser? You know, and they all like, he's a loser because like, wow. he tried to stick up for some girl's honor at the beach. Yeah, yeah tough crowd. Yeah. And we know it's a fiction movie because there's no way an Italian kid from Newark would take that crap from a little surfer boy from California. I mean, well, it's just not. That's not realistic at all. Well, I, mean, I, I, I do like I do like how 
how we're analyzing this way too deeply, but no, I, no such thing. It's just one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, I, I do. I do like how Daniel is clearly the under, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he's the underdog. He's weak, you know, yeah. um, he's a skinny kid and, and, you know, um, Zapka's not as skinny and he's tough and he knows karate, but he, he gets his ass kicked, but he doesn't back down, man. <laughs> oh, he's a tough little dog. Yeah, out on the soccer field when he gets tripped and and uh, oh, that's great. Gets up and immediately knocks the guy down. And <laughs> I love that. I love that part. This school sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like the the Halloween scene, the whole thing is predicated by him sticking the hose in the in the bathroom. It had probably all blown over by then, and it's like he just he had to get him back. You know, had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah, all of that stuff is is great. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh, another hysterical line that I thought of was when uh, the girl, uh, Allie's friends, are talking about why she likes Daniel, and one of them goes, "She must be into fungus." <laughs> I'm like thinking, who talks like that? I didn't, I, didn't, like that? <laughs> I didn't hear that that line. I mean, um, I don't remember. <laughs> To take a worm for the walk week might be more funnier. Than, oh, that's that's the ultimate. Yeah, ultimate line. Yeah, must be take a worm for a walk week. Yeah, oh, wow, you're you're really cool, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I, you know what I like too. It's like um, it's clearly like I love that like Miyagi showing him this stuff, you know, and Daniel's practicing that crane kick move. And I don't think Miyagi knew that he learned that. I think it's probably assumed that he did teach him. It's just not shown so that it can surprise the audience. Oh, you think so? Because I see him practicing it himself on the logs, um, but I never see Miyagi tutoring him on it. So I was just curious, like, if that was kind of like just like... Yeah, my, my take was that... He showed them. They just didn't show you. You know, if they showed the audience, then you'd know he was going to do it instead of, you know, doing it the way they did it, where he made a reference to it and then said, you know, can you teach it to me? And Miyagi said, you know, you have first first you have to stand before you can fly, you know, so he can't teach you yet. But yeah. then that he obviously at some point did teach him. Oh, that's a, that's a, I was wondering because it was just, um, you know, the the the, the, the clear movie trope of just like somebody look, uh, surpassing the expectations like um yeah you know, i don't know if you've, have you seen both uh both kill bill movies uh, i've seen neither actually oh you should watch those um but yeah it's like at the end of the end of the end of the movie i won't ruin anything but just the 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 lead guy is just surprised that his his um student knows something that he didn't even know um, that he wanted to know his whole life. It's just I wonder if it was a nod to that. But uh, anyway, I'm probably reaching too much for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I love the other part too, um, where where Daniel is acting like a tough guy, uh, like trying to dance circles around Miyagi, and he just trips him. <laughs> yeah, when he's got the catcher's uniform on, he's like, "I think you've danced too much," and then he starts yelling at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel, but that—that's what—that's what a teenager would do. Yeah, exactly. It's realistic. A teenager won't be like, "Yes, I'll listen to whatever you say, sir." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder, like, they get into the tournament to—to—that's uh, the the way of evening the fight between him and Johnny. But what would have happened if Daniel had been knocked out in the first round or something? 
you know, would they have stopped bullying him? Like, it wouldn't have been... The whole thing was predicated on the two of them making it to the very end. <laughs> it's like, they could have had no idea that that was going to happen. I mean, it was... He, yeah, I mean, he was hoping for that, but yeah, honestly, if those guys were, you know, practicing a, a meaner form of karate in a dojo for probably years, and Daniel learned in like two or three months on, on how to beat like black belts, not really believable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, these are the suspension of of dis- disbelief things that are just, you know, funny. Like the the... The chopstick scene is ridiculous. Oh, with the fly, yeah. Yeah, he's like, beginner luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, honestly, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the, so what was this nominated for? Oh, Pat Morita was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Wow, that's, I'm yeah. surprised it even got that high. Yeah, um, for, he was doing the Oscar nomination. Um I mean, he did he did a wonderful, wonderful job. Um, he's I, I'm guessing he's he's no longer with us, or is he still alive? Um, he did. He die, died. Yeah, yeah, he's, a so, while. Fifteen, um, two thousand five. What's funny is that he was only fifty two during that movie. Yeah. And yeah. When I was a kid, I remember thinking he was like eighty. But well, yeah, he seems so. Um, he's been in a lot of movies here. I don't know. I, I've never. Um, Mulan 2 voice. He was in Baywatch. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, like you see, and I'm just looking because a lot of these, some of these people like are in so many movies like in, you know, foreign film that you never heard of. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm not seeing like a ton of, uh, ton of, um, where, do, where was he born in Japan? Um, he's from California. Yeah. He's from California, Mark. Nice assumption. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he was born in California. Yeah. This is in California. <laughs> not not born in Kyoto. Not born. Um, <laughs> it's in California. <laughs> not born in Kyoto. 1937. Emigrate San Pedro, California. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mark. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I didn't honestly I didn't even know they made a third one. So I that's something I'll have to watch. The second one needs to be watched soon. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. I'll review the second one for uh, Man Movie May 2021. That's that's perfect. I already got one written down already. Oh, my God. Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was a Karate Kid part, too. Um, yeah, just, just, just great. So we'll hopefully continue um, our summer our summer craze here. Um, do, you, do you have... Anything else about the film that you wanted to talk about or add? Um, no, just it is uh, a movie that's been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid, and uh, it's still a really great movie. You know, yeah. I can always watch it, always have fun watching it. Um, never gets old. It's never, never slow, start to finish. It's just yeah, laps and fun and, and enjoyment. It's not the best crafted movie if you're going to tear apart, you know, the writing or the acting um, or the editing, but uh, all that stuff doesn't seem to matter because it's just really, you know, it's really good and it's a really fun movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like I give it a high recommend. It's like one of those movies that you just, it honestly, it watches well with age. The more you watch it, the more things you catch too. It's got um, good things. And I mean, this is, this is 19, what, 84, right? I mean, 
the guy that the guy that directed it um directed Rocky, you know, for God's sake. Um Oh really? Yeah. Director John G. Ellison did did Rocky in seventy six and this was in eighty four. He did a bunch of Rocky films. He did part he came back for part three too, so maybe that's oh, wow. maybe that's good as um maybe that's good as well. Um We'll have to see, but yeah, it's just wonderful. We both recommend it very highly. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, we will conclude. Um, I will say, you know, you, if you're if you're um, listening for the first time, we appreciate that. You can find our, you know, our website, which is mostly written reviews and some podcasts at www.themoviebuff.net, and listen to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're on Facebook and Twitter, um, and you can also find my friend. Our friend Matt here. At, what is what's the what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's at Matt DeCristo. and he has a own his own um, writing, and he's got a couple of books for sale, I believe. He does. All right, so follow us, and we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for joining us, Matt. And it's always a pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye.